The Zest Podcast is supported by WUSF members just like you. It's part of WUSF, and we are stronger together. Your donation of $5 or $10 supports The Zest and everything public radio brings to our communities. And thanks to Candy Olson, an additional $50 will be added to your donation. Visit WUSF.org slash match to maximize your gift today. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. So we have the cooked mango and the fresh mango and the salsa and then the wild shrimp. So that's kind of the combination of flavors that we're going to have going on here. I'm Robin Sessingham, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. We're all about food in Florida. Here in Florida, we're at Peak Mango right now. Renowned South Florida chef Alan Susser literally wrote the book on mangoes, and he's here to show us how to take advantage of these tropical treasures. Support for the Zest podcast comes from Seitenbacher brand natural foods like muesli cereals, oils, oatmeal, energy bars, gluten-free fruit gummies for the kids, organic coffee, and more. Available in supermarkets, health food stores, or online at seitenbacher.com. Chef Alan Susser is a James Beard Award winner and one of the pioneers of a new kind of cooking that now seems foundational to Florida food. Flora Bean Cooking takes advantage of fresh local Florida produce and seafood, but adds elements from the Caribbean or Latin America. Susser calls it the original farm to table. He's also a well-known restaurateur and he ran Chef Allen's in South Florida for 25 years. On a recent Facebook Live cooking demonstration, Chef Allen showed us how to make pan-roasted wild shrimp mango moho and taught us some easy techniques for slicing and dicing mangoes. He's the author of The Great Mango Book, A Guide with Recipes. His newest cookbook is Green Fig and Lionfish, Sustainable Caribbean Cooking. Chef Allen, let me just introduce you a little bit. You have had an incredible career. Um, you're down in South Florida. Chef Allen is one of the pioneers of what people call maybe Floribian cooking, um, sure. which is kind of just what it sounds like. It's really, it was new when you were getting it started. But now it just seems like kind of one of the foundations of Florida food. It's um, I describe it using local Florida fresh ingredients like fruit, produce, seafood, but bringing in the flavors of the islands, the flavors of Latin America, uh, Africa. So people that the communities that have migrated to Florida. Does that well, sound about it's, right? It's the original farm to table. Okay, yeah. you know, right now we're making a big thing of farm to table, fresh from the farm. And that's really what I wanted the cuisine to be. I wanted it to be from the farm and what grows on our farms. And luckily we have, we've got tropical fruits like mangoes, papayas, guavas. 
We also have citrus, uh, tangerines, lemons, limes, oranges, grapefruits, but also we've got root vegetables and all the, you know, also regular vegetables and, yes. and herbs. So that the, the volume of different flavors plus the cultures of Florida, you know, yeah. everybody's from somewhere else in Florida. And so that, especially here in South Florida, it's amazing. In South, I'm not, diversity. but yes, <laughs> yeah. in South Florida. Yeah, definitely. So, so you were one of the pioneers of that. Um, you had a restaurant, Chef Allen's, for 25 years. It yes. came to an end. Its run came to an end in 2011. Yes. Um, yes. And since then, and you've been mainly a restaurant consultant. Um, right. you've, also, you've been writing more cookbooks. So, oh, I wanted to talk about, you actually wrote the book on mangoes, the great mango book guide with recipes. So if you are at all interested in mangoes, he describes all the different varieties of mangoes, what they taste like, and then there's uh, recipes also. Your latest cookbook is called um, Green Fig and Lionfish Sustainable Caribbean Cooking. That's the latest one. That's so um, yeah. very prolific. I'm, I'm so well, glad you're doing this with us. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here with you. You know, I, I enjoy sharing my recipes, sharing my, my food with, uh, with people. I'm so glad that you asked me to join you on Zest and to, to be here and talk about my favorite food, mangoes. I mean, it's <laughs> just, uh, it's really, I'm just crazy about mangoes. And I'm not the only one. You know, mangoes are the most popular fruit in the world. Oh, really? So that just yeah. all over the world, there's more people who have grown up under mango trees who eat mangoes. And mangoes is not just a fruit, but it's part of the culture. It's part of the religion. It's part of the art. And, and you know, it's just amazing how many different components uh, mangoes are. Uh, and anyone who grew up under a mango tree really has a passion for mangoes. Yeah, that's true. And um I love them. Some people are allergic. Unfortunately, I have a son who's allergic. They're allergic to the skin. You know exactly. I mean? Because it's yeah. in the, the overall family that the tree is, is a poison ivy family. Really? So That's that it's the skin or probably the sap coming out of the, mm -hmm. the skin. So that's kind of if you get directly from a tree where most people will be able to eat a mango if they peel if it's peeled for them. And they're just eating the wonderful fruit. That's right. So like that's if you find, if you have some in a fruit salad or something, it doesn't really cause a problem. Right. But right. Um, so let's talk first. We're going to be making this recipe: pan roasted wild shrimp mango mojo. So I guess yep. the first thing we're going to do is peel our mango, and that is something some uh, somewhat of an art to peeling a mango. <laughs> let's look. What's the right way to? I'll tell you how I used to do it, and I know it's wrong now. I would just peel it with a peeler and then try and slice pieces off. What's an easier right. way? You know, and, and that's so hard because what you're doing, and then you're holding the, the beautiful fleshy mango in your hand, and it gets slippery. And so that cut, let, let's take a look. So here's three mangoes, okay? Each one is a different shape. Uh, as you can see, I, I'll hold them all up. And Do you know what brand? Color, okay? Do you know what varieties those are? Yeah, this is a Julie mango. This is uh, a Carabao. And then this one is the uh, uh, Glen mango. So oh, and I have a variety. So you got those down there because I'll say I just went to the grocery store and got mm -hmm. the only two you could get were Kit 
K-E-I-T-T. I think it's pronounced yep. Kit. Yep. And Kent, K-E-N-T. Exactly. So and those that's... were the two that we had up here. Well, I congratulate you for finding the names of the mangoes because so many people, they go to the store and they see mango. And it's all, that's all it says. And yeah. so that identifying them helps you understand have kind of sweetness when they're ripening as well as uh, the amount of fiber and those are the differences with that so let's take a look at the the mango so here uh, on the mango I'll, I'll take this one for instance when you're selecting a mango what you want to do like you're stewing you want to smell it okay so smell the stem end and it should be nice and aromatic it should have a, a little bit of a bouquet of sort of pineapple peachy yeah. tropical ambrosia yeah Okay, so this even has sap coming out, so it's very okay. ripe. Yeah. yeah, so so then we're ready. So with the stem end, what you do is you kind of lay it down on on the cutting board here. Now, as you can see, there's a flat side, flat and flat, and this is round. So compared to that, so you lay it down. This is the cheek. It's the top and bottom cheek. So what I do is roll it halfway back, and then put my finger towards the the stem end. And so again, now your two cheeks are on either side. So taking a, a small knife, cutting on one side of the mango, you're gonna cut that, look at that. Is that awesome? Oh. Then turn it around, flip this it around, same, same angle and cut straight through so that you've got now two beautiful cheeks of yes. mango. Yes, that's so much easier. You're right, and then you also have the, the cut through which uh, then what I'd say is then you've got a couple fingers. So starting at the top, you just cut the two finger sides and you've got two fingers of mangoes like that. Okay. And then quite honestly, take, how are you doing there? You all right? Yep. You getting there? <laughs> I'm keeping up. All right. Yeah. Then I, then while you, while you're at it, the seed or the stone inside, you got to suck on this a little bit. It's just well, I was going to say, this is the part fruit. I eat. Yeah, yeah I would never. So enjoy. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the, the mango. So we've got the two cheeks. Yep. So I'm going to take the point of the knife uh -huh. and cut into the mango. And I'm just going to make parallel lines. And then Oh, I'm be careful cut. you don't go through. No, you don't want to cut through, but you want to cut. Your hand's on the other side. Okay, so you've got that. You can put it down on the board if you want, or you can do it in, in the palm of your hand so you can feel where the blade is cutting through to. So just like a checkerboard. Just made. like a checkerboard. You okay. can do it either square or diamond, depends on what you want to do. So after you have that, put the knife down and take a okay. spoon. Oh, I gotta get a spoon. <laughs> okay. Forgot a spoon. Good, okay. a nice large tablespoon. Uh-huh. Okay, and scoop it in, and look at that. Look at the dice, already diced. Oh, this is so, this is so easy. Look, this is right? the best way, yes. So, this is fabulous, and it's already ready for your salsa or whatever, your exactly. salad or whatever this you need salsa. it for. All the juices so, going into the bowl. Exactly, and you want to catch not, all those juices. You're not wasting anything, that's fantastic. No. So that's how this we're going to hold on to for our salsa, which we're going to do a little bit later. Okay. Okay. And so now kind of to start the, the recipe going, uh, now that we've kind of figured out that, 
What we're also going to do is, uh, which I've done already, is cut the same way, cut another mango mm -hmm. and puree it in a blender. So I've got some blended here. Okay. Okay, so it's a mango puree. And you did that in the blender because I have I seen did. you doing it right in the mango skin. Okay, so I'm going to show you that. It needs to be a nice soft mango. So here I've got a nice soft mango and I'm pressing it, pressing it. Oh, so you kind of mush it a little bit. Exactly, mush it, up. mush it. Okay. And roll it. Okay, so it becomes almost softened. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. I can feel it just turning to liquid inside this. Right. So it now feels like a pat pouch, uh, almost like what we used to have as a little wine pouch. Right. Filled it. <laughs> so now take the little tip. I didn't know any of this. Cut that through. Okay. And look at the juices running in that. Okay. So... The juices just run, which is, again, just all that beautiful, nice pulp. And that's how you can do a mango puree. Wow. All right. Well, I, I'm going to practice that. Okay. It, <laughs> but that's incredible. Yeah, you could make a, you could freeze you that, make a smoothie exactly. out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, sort of a nice, a nice, clean way of managing that and, and handling it. So, so this is a, two different things, you know, so the mango puree. You can freeze, you can use for smoothies. We're gonna use it for the mojo that, that I'm gonna make here. Okay. And then the mango that we diced, I'm going to use actually for the salsa. Okay. So we're gonna turn on the stove here. You cooking along with me? You've got all the ingredients? Me? No, I am going okay. to ask you questions while you cook. That's, that's the extent. I cut up my mango, which is a great skill to know. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead. We're doing good. So here I'm warming up a, a saute pan, and mm -hmm. this is going to be a, the mojo, the mango mojo, which is a marinating liquid that I'm going to use for the sauce. So I'm going to do the two sauces, actually going to be a mojo, which is a hot sauce, and a mango salsa, which is going to be garnish of the fresh mango. So we have the cooked mango and the fresh mango and the salsa and then the wild shrimp. So that's kind of the combination of flavors that we're going to have going on here. Wonderful. Okay, so here for the salsa, I'm gonna put a little bit of olive oil into that. And you'll see, you'll see that the, the mojo and the salsa have similar ingredients. And that's why I love this recipe. So it can be used uh, both ways. So here I'm warming up the olive oil in the pan for the mojo. Okay, so mojo is a marinade. Uh, so with that, I've got a little bit of garlic. Huh? Okay, the garlic goes in the pan. And this is an aromatic. Garlic, ginger, also a nice aromatic. It's kind of mm -hmm. really what you want to do. You want those flavors to come through and really get that, that flavor going on. So, so Alan, it's a, it sounds a little kind of Asian flavors. And we've had a, a question. What, what countries are the best known for growing mangoes? Okay, I love it. Uh, first off, a mojo is actually Cuban. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, although, you know, that's what our world is about. It's such a mishmash sometimes. But I guess the when best you, put mangoes, the you put the ginger in there and I, thought, I think Well, Asian. whenever I do seafood, I do ginger. Yeah, okay? I love it. But, you know, the, the 
Asian influence in the Caribbean is very strong. Oh. Uh, it really is. So I've got some red onions going into this. So onions, ginger, and garlic, all get are getting cooked here together. Okay. And we're gonna let that start to, to cook along. Okay, and now it is cooked till it becomes aromatic. It starts to really give us that, that wonderful smell to it, beautiful aromatics to it. So now on a mojo, usually you use sour orange. Okay, the sour orange is, I'm gonna use fresh orange juice. So I got some yeah. fresh orange juice that I squeezed into that. And I'm gonna cook that. And along with that is a little bit of lime juice. Okay, so a little bit of lime juice is gonna go into that so that I can then kind of balance the sweetness and the acidity. So when you're yeah. cooking, you always wanna have that balance of sugar and acid, that sweetness. To season the, the sauce, I've got a little bit of cumin. Okay, so a little cumin goes in there, a little bit of crushed red pepper, as well as some black pepper, which is a different flavor, different heat, and a little bit of salt. Okay, so we got some beautiful flavors going on. Okay, Once so that comes, go ahead. I know I was going to ask you, getting back to that, you know, which countries is, is, is the United States or is Florida? I mean, are they well known for, for mangoes or are there places well, that I would think in Asia? Sure. So mangoes have been propagated and uh, been used in, in cuisine for about uh, 4,000 years. It started in <laughs> India and Southeast Asia. Uh, yeah. And then it came across and we've been, it's in the, the Caribbean, in Latin America, South America, probably for about uh, 200 years. In Florida, a little bit more than 100 years. We have 100 varieties of mangoes in Florida. Florida is probably about the only state that really grows mangoes commercially as well as uh, in people's backyards. Yeah. So now on this mojo, while we're cooking here, I'm going to add the mango puree. So we've got a mango mojo. That's looking good. Beautiful flavors going on. And that I'm going to let, uh, let come to a, a simmer and cook for a little bit as I'm going to jump over here to our mango salsa. Okay, so the mango salsa, coming back to the mango salsa, which you're going to see come up. So the mango salsa is really easy. So again, we're going to do similar flavors. I've got a little bit of garlic going into the salsa, as well as a touch of ginger. And this is going to be raw this time. A little bit of cumin going to go into that. The red onion is going to be into it, as well as some lime juice. Okay, so we've got that. So we've got all those. A little bit of salt and also some crushed red pepper. Okay, so... Look at the beautiful colors that are going on here. Okay, this salsa is looking really good. Now to bring the salsa together, which kind of always needs, you need another, a little bit more aromatics to it. So the aromatics here is cilantro. Okay, so a little bit of cilantro goes in to the mango salsa. Okay, again, aromatics is sweet, sort of sensuous flavors that are happening. A mango salsa you can make in advance if you wanted to. Uh, I'm not sure if you can, can you kind of see that? Oh yeah, that looks beautiful. There you go. So You can put that on right. everything. You can use it on chicken, you can use it on, uh, pork. Uh, on pork chops, barbecue. 
Love it. Oh, barbecue. Okay. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. So you so use one mango. I just want to show you the, the mojo also. The mojo is, it, is cooking away. Is it cooking, start, getting thicker? Yep. It's starting to reduce down and get thicker. So okay. that's kind of what we wanted to, we want to have happen. And, and then, so, Chef, so you used one mango for the for the mojo and one ma- for the puree and one mango yes. for the salt, the dice. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so, like I said, this, the mojo you can make in advance if you wanted to, but, uh, and then warm it up. But uh, mm-hmm. we're making this fresh with that. So now what we're going to do is go into our pan for the shrimp. Okay. So this, I'm just going to turn, turn our saute pan here. Uh, so you can get to see that I'm just switching the stove around so we can go here. And so I've got another new pan for the shrimp. Now the mojo is reducing the salts is made. And now I'm going to put a little bit of olive oil in for the shrimp. Okay, Let me ask shrimp, you, yeah, I mean, we've got a question. So I think sure. uh, she's asking choosing a mango. You can use the same day. So in other words, how do you find a ripe mango? What's the secret? Is it the color? Is it the smell? Is it the, is it how soft it's it when is? You, when you go to the store for the mango, what you want to do is give it a squeeze. It should have a squeeze like a tomato or like an avocado. Okay. So, you know, when you go to the store for an avocado or a tomato, if it's firm, you know, you have to leave it on the counter for a day or two. So you may have to pick through a couple of mangoes till you find a nice soft one. Okay. Okay. So that's a, and then also besides have just a little bit of a push also should have some tropical aroma to it. Yeah. So that's kind of what have, we're doing. I actually have one here. This is the Kent it's rock hard and it really has yep. no smell, no smell at all. So no, that's so going to take about uh, two, three days. Even to, though it uh, looks, it looks beautiful, but yeah. yeah. So I'm adding the shrimp into the, our other saute pan. Because I want to pan roast these. I want a little bit more color. I could put it into the mojo and let it cook in, with the, the shrimp. Uh, the shrimp can poach this. But this way I'm going to get some nice color on the, the shrimp themselves. So it has a little olive oil, touch of salt. Okay. Also going to season with a touch of cumin and black pepper. And since I've got a spot of the ginger left, going to go in with the shrimp as well as a, just a spot of garlic. So we've got we have all a, of those flavors. We have a question about the mojo. If sure. after you make it, how long, how long will it keep? So the mojo, if you chill it down and put it into the refrigerator, it'll probably stay for about uh, three, four days uh, really nicely. Okay. So the shrimp, you know, but again, you have to keep it covered and keep it chilled. And then the mojo, you, you'd heat it up for when you want to ready, get it going. So our mojo here to, is, not, is thickened nicely. And so what I'm going to do is also add a little bit of cilantro into that. So we've got the cilantro going in. It gives it a nice texture as well as the aromatics are coming out of it. And you'll, you'll see that what's going on there. Okay, the shrimp have come together as well. So we've got a couple things that are getting cooked and almost ready to, to happen. I got some nice wild Florida shrimp. Okay, I, I love to use wild shrimp when possible. And 
again, as opposed to farm shrimp, most of the farm shrimp that's out there is not really any good flavors. It's not sustainable. To me, having sustainable seafood is really important. As you're cooking, you want to be able to make sure that we're, we're getting fish that has, this, has the flavors for the whole year, for the whole season. So here I'm going to start to, to plate this as we, we come together. Okay, I don't know if you can quite see the shrimp. Those look, those are huge. Yeah, yes, I, I don't often, shrimp. I don't know how hard it is to get those wild caught shrimp, but those look beautiful. You know, you have to look for them. You have to sort of know where your fishmonger is and, and which, which fishermen are in, a, you know, which uh, store has that. So You've once you do figure that out, market. Yeah, it really works, you know, so. So are you cooking the shrimp a little bit in the moho? So you, do, you don't want it to cook all the way when you're searing it, or does it still cook in the moho? The moho, now I'm going to switch it. Now that I've got that nice color, I'm going to put it into the moho that we've got cooking over here, just so it absorbs the flavor. Okay, and that's beautiful. And so that way, as it finishes cooking here, we're gonna get those nice flavors. So with that, to go to the plate, you know, plating is also always important. So I'm gonna take the moho and put it on the, the plate, gonna put it down on the plate first. Okay, so just a really nice spot of uh, the moho there. This is always the- like to try to work that clean. This is what's wrong with virtual interviews. <laughs> I, am getting, I am so hungry to try this. <laughs> uh, and then we've got the, the shrimp that are going to go on here. So some beautiful shrimp that, uh, that we've got. Those, real, those okay. shrimp are gorgeous. Yeah. What did you do? Leave the tail on? I did. I left the tail on this one. And then our mango salsa here. I'm going to run up the side here. So we've got that. So I love this because it's, it's utilizing the mango in a couple different flavors and textures uh, so that you've got a nice, sweet, fresh mango. You've got the richness in the, the mango moho that's underneath it. The shrimp has picked up both. And so that as you're eating something like this, you're eating the shrimp, the, the, the rich uh, mango moho, as well as the salsa, which is nice and fruity and gives you a really citrusy, uh, tangy con context to that so really tropical how, how comes. flavor with the orange juice the lime juice the mango exactly. um that looks absolutely beautiful you should try it yeah. and tell us how it is <laughs> <laughs> all right since i can't taste it which is what i normally oh, would do okay. also we've got a question what wine would you pair with this great question so with this i probably like something like a sauvignon blanc Sauvignon Blanc is a good fish wine and seafood wine. It has a little bit of a grassiness to it. It has a little bit of a steely edge to it. Yeah. Uh, and it has a, a, a nice refreshing acidity. And to me, when you're doing fish and seafood, you want that kind of balance. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to you as well. That, that looks beautiful. So that did not take... 15 minutes to prepare. I mean, less. We talked about the mangoes for a while. That only took a couple minutes to cut up. That is a very right. quick and delicious dish. It's got, uh, you know, a few um, ingredients, but... Not, yeah, but not uh, as you saw, 
what I did is that I've, I use the same ingredients for the salsa and for the mojo. And I think that way you're sort of bringing out different flavors. You know, in the salsa, you have the raw garlic, you have the cooked garlic and the, the cooked ginger and the, the mojo and the cooked mango. So it's they're completely different, though they're similar ingredients. There, there's a different texture, different uh, connection to it. And so that as you're eating it, it really becomes very interesting and flavorful. I think serving this with a, a little bit of a basmati rice would be delicious uh, yeah. to go along with that. Or even some uh, toasted uh, a farro stir fry or something. Mm -hmm. That sounds wonderful. It looks beautiful. Let me ask you um, a little bit about yourself while we, you know, while I have the chance. So you're from sure. New York originally. Um, yes. You got your start how? I read that you um, you ran food stands at an amusement park <laughs> in, in Far Rockaway. Is that like Coney Island? <laughs> That's yes, actually, it just uh, yeah. Coney Island is the Brooklyn side. Far Rockaway is the Queens side of mm -hmm. Long Island. Yeah, and so that's we. I actually used to when I was a really young kid. I used to spend summers in Coney Island. Then the family moved out to Far Rockaway, and I, I worked at uh, Playland, where I used to make hot dogs and hamburgers. But I'll tell you what, you know, Fourth of July came around, and like I had this big grill of hot dogs, and I was making hot dogs, putting me a bun, handing it to people. They're handing me money. I'm handing them the hot dogs, they're having a great time. It's like all this food and fun. And I said, this is a good business. Yeah, this is all right. I can, you know, I can have fun with it. I'm making people happy. And also I can make a couple dollars for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you wind up in Florida? How did a New York so, boy? Uh, so to make a, a short story long, I actually from uh, from Far Rocco, I went to Paris. I went to school and worked in Paris for about a year. Uh, went to the Cordon Bleu there, worked in the Bristol Hotel because I wanted to be a chef. And at that point, in order to be a chef, I thought you had to be a French chef. And so that I went to Paris to really learn, to learn about the marketplace, to learn seasonality of ingredients, to learn kind of, kind of the authenticity of where the food was coming from. As I came to, here to South Florida, I realized that there's a cuisine to be ha that needed to be discovered. We didn't appreciate our ingredients. We didn't appreciate our seasonalities of fruits and vegetables. And, you know, we think Florida is like one season, but there's really four seasons here with the food. You know, tropical fruits like now are, are in winter. Citrus, you have citrus in early winter, tropical fruits, excuse me, in summer. Uh, you know, and so that there, there's a whole year's worth of different fruits and vegetables that come available. And that to me is what I, I took away from my French training in Paris is learning about the seasonality. Also learning on, about ingredients, learning about raw ingredients, not processed ingredients. And to me, that's, uh, that's really where the flavors come from. When you connect to the farm, you connect to the seasonality, like a mango, getting a tree ripened mango compared to a store-bought mango. Mm -hmm. there, it's just something that, that really brings out the, the, the yumminess in, in the flavors when you're able to connect it to the ground, to the earth, and to the seasonality of so, what we're cooking. Yeah, so it sounds like you were excited about the tropical flavors and the flavors that you were finding in Florida and South Florida. And you also saw opportunity because you didn't see many chefs that were taking advantage of it. No, it was, you know, it was a turning point in American cuisine when I came to Florida. Uh, we were just starting to discover American cuisine and appreciate that the young chefs 
can cook what's in their area, can cook the in small restaurants, and not necessarily cook just French or Italian or you know something like that, but kind of creatively. So I did, you know, I put together uh, what I call New World Cuisine or Floridian Cuisine, which really had the taste of the Caribbean, the, the influences of that, as well as all the seafood around us. This is Florida. We have the Gulf of Mexico, the Gulf Stream, as well as the Caribbean. What yeah. beautiful seafood we have as well. So really, it's, it's a beautiful place to be cooking. Going back to mangoes for a second, what's, what's your favorite? I always heard my mother grew up in South Florida, and she always talked about Hayden mangoes, Hayden mangoes, because I think that's what grew in most people's yards. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite? For, for me, I, I actually like the Julie mango. Uh, and, but uh, the, the Hayden mango, it, it originated here in Florida. Uh, mm -hmm. And it turns this beautiful ruby red with a tinge of yellow in it. And so it, it's really a magnificent colored mango and beautiful, you know, it's like jewels on the tree. And yeah. a lot of people do have them in their backyards. Actually, in my neighborhood here, I have 10 people, 10 different neighbors with different mangoes. So I actually don't have a mango tree in my backyard because I go around to the, all my neighbors and ask for mangoes because when you have a mango tree it is so generous that there are so many mangoes that are that ripen all at once and so that people just give you their mangoes they say here take it is better than sharing it with the, the squirrels and the birds take it and make something make a mango pie make how mango do salsa they, yeah speaking of the squirrels so how do they keep the animals i have a magnificent old mango tree i they, they go around, it's either the rats or the squirrels, and they'll take one bite out of each mango. You know, you think, oh, there's a beautiful mango, turn it over. There's a bite. You know, there's yeah. this one, one bite. They just want one bite out of each one. I don't know how you keep them off. You, you don't. There's enough to go around. There's enough to okay. share with everybody. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, and so that being able to, to share mangoes, uh, I, I think is a wonderful thing. I think it really brings a neighborhood together. Because, you, you know, you appreciate, you, you get the look of it, you see it go from blossom onto fruit, and then sharing the fruit, it's awesome. All right, I'm going to try the mango now. All right, good, I'm glad. Oh, this is that Kit mango. Kit's a it's beautiful really mango. And not very in fibrous. The, yeah, it's really In nice. the stores right now, you'll find Kits and Kents, and you may find some uh, honey mangoes which is a Mexican mango, which uh, they were calling, uh, it's a carabao and sometimes known as a champagne mango. Yeah, they earlier make in the like season, rice Earlier in the it. season, you probably saw some uh, Hayden's and Tommy Atkins and maybe some Madame Francis's, uh, which actually come out of Haiti, which is a beautiful, beautiful mango. Do you, you normally know, participate a, in the mango festival that had to be canceled this year for obvious reasons? Oh, my God. I've been doing that for about 30 years, uh, the Mango Festival. The Fairchild Gardens Tropical Mango Festival is always so awesome. Seeing so many people, I mean, like it's 10,000 mango nuts that get together just crazy about mangoes. They want to taste mangoes. They want to buy mango trees. They want to learn about mangoes. And, every you know, kids of all ages, adults, all, all technicolor of people, uh, the diversity of the, the folks, it's amazing yeah. how many people love, love mangoes. And that's what the, the festival is about, really getting people to share their stories about mangoes and, and, and share their love for it. 
Well, Chef Alan Susser, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, this fabulous recipe. I can't wait to make it. Um, and thank you so much. My pleasure. Just one last thing for you. Sure. Mangoes rule. Mangoes rule. Exactly. All right. Enjoy. Have a great okay. day. I'll get t-shirts made up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank, Thank you. you for inviting me. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Okay. A pleasure. That was Chef Alan Susser. You'll find the recipe for his pan-roasted wild shrimp mango mojo on our website, thezestpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And if you've got a friend that would love to hear about what's cooking in Florida, please share the podcast. I'm Robin Sessingham. Dalia Cologne and I produce The Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglal and Mark Hayes. Copyright 2020, WUSF Public Media, University of South Florida. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR.